1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard Stephen Gerrard's hit with the Scottish FA charge After comments made about last week's challenge on Alfredo Morelos No Christopher Julian for Celtic tomorrow As they look for European progression Along with Rangers, Motherwell and Aberdeen And the Dons break their transfer record With the sale of Scott McKenna to Nottingham Forest I'm Gordon Duncan Joining me tonight is Mark Guidi And we've got an emergency loan It is an emergency loan He is the Bobby's Lamal of Clyde One Super Scoreboard He is huge Evans. Bobby Crush more like Anyway <laughs> There must There really must Be more to worry us Within Scottish football Than serving Stephen Gerrard With a notice of complaint For having a moan I've said here And I have written That One of the greatest players Of this or any other generation Should rise above Some of the nonsense He gets himself involved in However If Gerard gets a ban for saying what he did, then in my opinion, it is a severe overreaction. He's gone in nice and early, Mark. There's a lot to get through tonight because it should be on the field a fantastic midweek for our clubs. Four representatives in European competition tomorrow. It's been a while since we could say that at this stage of the competition. Um, So lots to look forward to on the pitch. And all the way from home um, as well, Gordon Motherwell. Happy Obershaven, Rangers, Willem Tway, Celtic, Riga, Aberdeen, Sporting, Lisbon. Four brilliant uh, ties, but four very, very tricky uh, ties. So let's hope that they, that they do well and uh, then we're back into league action at the weekend. And of course, too, um, where is our game going financially, Gordon? It is a real concern. This is not kiddie on, this is not sensationalism. This is a major problem. That is hitting our game And it's real And it needs to be dealt with Yeah that's the thing Hugh We can celebrate The fantastic fixtures We've got coming up And we should And clubs are doing Good things financially Aberdeen with the record sale Of Scott McKenna And well done to them And well done to him Um, Everything at the moment though Is still set against The backdrop of Covid and and what what we're Dealing with This goes from The very top of our game To the bottom Celtic pay the biggest money Therefore Celtic are losing more money than anyone else Rangers are paying extremely big money to some of their players And they have to be worried as well as Annan Athletic or Brecon City or anybody else Where the solution to this comes from I do not know at the moment We are simply hoping for the best at the moment Without having a tangible solution anywhere near at hand So big fixtures this midweek We have the ongoing battle To try and get fans back into Stadia At some point But of course I think the obvious place to start tonight Stephen Gerrard hit with a Scottish FA charge After comments made about last week's challenge On Alfredo Morelos What do you make of it? I've got a funny feeling You'll have an opinion one way or the other So now's the time to share it 0141 951 1025 Is it the right decision? The wrong decision? Somewhere in between You tell us 0141 951 1025 Or Twitter at Clyde SSB Now Rangers say they are bemused After Stephen Gerrard was handed that notice of complaint It'll take you back just over a week ago It was Dundee United defender Ryan Edwards With the challenge on Alfredo Morelos You should remember what happened Morelos got the gash on his knee Had to be stretchered off And Stephen Gerrard said this after the game 
don't want to uh, make any headlines and say a kid should have got this and should have got that. But what I would say is I'd be very interested to see what the decision would have been from the officials if it was the shoes on the other foot and it was Alfredo who made that, dis- that tackle. Okay. At the time, I remember saying that's a strange comment for Stephen Gerrard to make. Uh, why bother with the insinuation? Just get on with it. And I have written since that, in my opinion, Stephen Gerrard should simply be able to rise above all of this nonsense. If I was in the same room as Stephen Gerrard and he would accept a comment made by someone who's been in this journalistic business longer than he's been alive, I would say to him simply four words, you are Stephen Gerrard. Why is he bothering with all this nonsense? Why say, oh, if that happened up to the end? I know managers say it all the time, but he, with his stellar football career behind him, should rise above all of that. And some of the other remarks that he made last week about Ryan Porteous, for heaven's sake, don't get sucked into all of this. You are the manager of a club who are required to win a trophy. Celtic have won the last 11 trophies on the bounds. Focus on that and not the other nonsense. However, you said it earlier on, you don't think this charge is correct? You don't think it's proper? You don't think it's worthwhile from the Scottish Chef? I believe in misdemeanours and serious crimes. I believe that's a misdemeanour and not a serious crime. You get always within our little world people who will say, ah, Kevin Clancy at a Rangers game, ah, nudge, nudge, wink, wink. We know all of that nonsense. But Stephen Gerrard should be above all that. He, he also said last weekend that there are things like the offside decision that didn't go Rangers' way led to him's equaliser against Rangers. He said over the course of the season, some you get, some you don't. He should take that opinion into account when thinking about the Morelos incident. It wasn't a red card in my opinion. I said that here on the programme. And... The arbitration panel who looked at it agreed it wasn't a red card. Right, Hugh doesn't think that it should be a charge for Stephen Gerrard. 0141-951-1025. What do you think? Mark Guidi, I think it's important that we look at what he's been charged with. It's all right us just saying, you know, it's nonsense, it's rubbish. But let's look at the rule, if you like. He is accused of breaching Rule 72. Which covers the comments um, and the key line is you're not allowed to say anything which indicates bias or incompetence on the part of the match official. Bearing in mind the clip we just played out, do you think there is a case within those words for the Scottish FA to suggest that he indicated bias or incompetence? Because that's the test. Yeah, well, I I think if you are on the the SFA's um, side, you look look at that and you say, you can understand why they believe there's a case to answer. That said, I don't think it's a serious one from from Stephen Mm -hmm. Gerrard. And I agree with you too on it. When your team wins, and remember that day, Rangers won 4 0. And I thought they were brilliant that afternoon. I thought that's possibly um, the best 90 minutes Rangers have played uh, domestically um, and won a game. I think they were, they were also brilliant in the Betfred Cup final, but they lost to Celtic that day, but absolutely dominated uh, the 90 minutes. However, Stephen, when your team plays that well and you win a game and you're top of the table and you've got another clean sheet, make that the story. Make that the focus of what you want to talk about. 
And speak about the referee's decision later on. If you've lost the game, I understand. So he took away the focus of the good stuff that day by bringing about, as he said at the start of the clip, you put, I don't want to make this a headline. But they know it's going to be a headline. As soon as Alfredo Morelos is involved, something like that, it's a headline. I agree, I don't think it was a red card um, uh, either, the, the challenge by Ryan Edwards. But I'm, I'm just a bit disappointed that he's been he's been called or given a notice um, of complaints I don't think it's a majorly serious one to be honest Right, neither Hugh nor Mark think it is the right call to charge Stephen Gerrard but what do you think? We want to know 01419511025 Jim is in Rutherglen to kick us off What do you think Jim? Hey, no bad guys hey, I think Stephen Gerrard's got every right to be bring it up at Alfredo Morelos I mean he's been sent out I mean I don't think he's kicked anybody I've been put a violent tackle in in his career yeah, he's on the receiving end of that tackle Mark, I think you're kidding yourself on there mate when you're saying that's no red card. The other thing, Sue, you, you, you brought Celtic in there. What does Stephen Gerrard thing got to do with Celtic? Why are you bringing up Celtic in there? I don't believe I used the word Celtic anywhere. Ah, you did. Ah, you did. You said that, that a season about Celtic. You did mention Celtic here. In, in what way? Well, you tell me. You mentioned Celtic and the... The, the, the statement that you made there about Stephen Gerrard and blah blah blah. I did not use the, I, I did not use the word Celtic anywhere. Not anywhere. You didn't. Either. Oh well. Oh, I'll disagree with you there, Sue. Hey, that's your prerogative. I'll, 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 I'll be honest. I, I don't remember it. Producer Chris can can clip what, it up what, what and play it back to me. I think what you did say. I, I can't remember you mentioned the Celtic, but I think maybe what Jim's referring to is what you did says. This is a season where Stephen Gerrard needs to concentrate on winning trophies. Ah, right. Okay, yeah, that which is true. Uh, Jim, let's look at it a bit closer because, for what it's worth, the, the tone doesn't suggest it. But Hugh actually agrees with you. Hugh doesn't think Stephen Gerrard should be charged for this, and neither does Mark. But the show won't go very far. We've got to late o'clock, so let's try and look at all sides <laughs> of it. Um, Jim, you say he's got every right to question the decision. Managers are allowed to question the decisions. They can question them until the cows come home. What they cannot do is indicate bias or incompetence. Do you see this this subtle difference? I think there was incompetence when they let him away with that tackle. Well, yeah. that, that that tackle has been examined by four referees, including Kevin Clancy. That, that's and what I'm saying. That's not the point. This is no longer about was it a red card or not. It's about what did Stephen Gerrard say and did it cross that line, you? Uh, no, for me, as I say, I, I believe in the scales of justice. I believe that the like players on the park I believe there are some offences That deserve a finger wagging I believe there are some That deserve a yellow card mm. And some that deserve a red card But that might be I believe but that what, might Steve be what he Gerard gets said. Yeah well I, I'm not prejudging the case You're simply asking me Where do I stand in this I believe that comes into The finger wagging yeah. category Stephen shh So you don't think the You don't think it indicates bias That, that no, comment No I, I would think it specifically Indicates mm. bias on the part of Kevin Clancy uh, And I think that the SFA In this instance Have overreacted Because yeah, this is the thing Mark We don't know what the outcome is going to be Eventually mm. Lawyers will get involved And they might nitpick those words And they'll say Well you know Stephen Gerrard says It will be interesting to see What would happen If the shoe was in the other foot And you know That's when it's out of our hands We the People more intelligent than us Can argue about the The legalities of it And the way things are worded um, But at the moment That's that's the only test And that's where Whilst fans like Jim Have got every right To to be angry about it Because you guys disagree with it as well I just feel like it's important To remind ourselves He's not being charged For questioning the decision That's 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 not what the charge is The charge is for indicating yeah. 
the uh, bias or incompetence. There's yeah, a difference. I mean, look, for, from the SFA's point of view, and you know, in this program, I, I, I try my best to uh, not be a cheerleader for them, but always give referees the benefit of the doubt. And if the SFA want to look as though they're, they're, they're protecting one of their referees or standing up for one of them, I, I totally get that. You know, that, that that that's part of it. But I just think in this case, I think they're just they're drawing attention to to themselves, and this could turn into a big. A big thing over something, as I say, that's not you know overly in need of a, a notice of complaint. To be honest, I think had this never mm-hmm. come up again, I don't think anybody would have bothered. Yeah, Rangers have issued a statement, Hugh, um, to say they're bemused. They say it's a bizarre charge; it will be robustly contested. Uh, they go on to explain that Gerard was asked for his view on a flashpoint in the match with leading questions relating to the challenge that caused the injury and whether it should have been deemed a red. On several occasions, he refused to do so. Uh, they then go on to, to mention some wider points Given the wide range of incidents in Scottish football so far this season We are perplexed that this issue has been raised and cited Whilst our national sport faces an unprecedented crisis It's baffling resources are used to charge the Rangers manager Based on flawed and inaccurate interpretation of Stephen Gerrard's remarks With regard to the leading question He was not asked a leading question He was asked if he uh, felt that Ryan Edwards might have been shown a red card That's not a leading question That That requires... Two answers, either yes or no. Stephen Gerrard then chose to introduce the insinuation that if it had happened at the other end of the park, Morelos would have got a red card. Now, for me, that's not a leading question. So whoever scripted the statement should get that one right. I just feel that we are overreacting and there are many things that should concern us far more than this. As Mark said, we've Mm -hmm. got people... Who run clubs in our country Who are openly Publicly stating They don't know if they'll be in existence In 2021 See to be fair though See see on that point We either have a, a, a disciplinary process Or we don't You can't just start scrapping disciplinary issues Because there are other things going on yeah. do, do we really have to conflate those two? Well I, I do Because I think to myself, oh, for heaven's sake. Right, okay, then we'll go. go, We're 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 going to go down a legal road here. Right, well, we'll get a Celtic Rangers game next week, right? And if there's a high profile flashpoint off the ball, Rangers or Celtic, do you think they're going to turn around on the Tuesday and say, I'll tell you what, forget the notice of complaint because there's a pandemic on? They won't do it. You can't pick and choose. Yeah, I I do understand. And I've always said in this programme that the Celtic Rangers game is a separate life form in this country. However, we're now going to do, When Rangers say They're going to defend this robustly They mean The legal eagles are coming in And we're going to have This massive sideshow Going on now Over A remark That for me Comes into the The throwaway category mm-hmm. Managers say it all the time Oh if that had been up the other end uh, You know It's an overreaction When someone said to me today That he had been He Stephen Gerrard Had been issued with a notice of complaint Regarding the Rangers Dundee United game My first thought was What for? I also think as well If you You know and Maybe somebody will come on And correct me But I actually think that Given some of the decisions Against Rangers For example The goal that was offside At Hibs' equaliser For example for me Paul Hanlon On Anis Hadji Red card All day long I think he's actually been very fair and, and maybe underplayed some of the injustices mm. towards Rangers over the piece. I think he's quite fair. And that's why I was quite surprised he said what he said in terms of the Ryan Edwards challenge. But I'm also more surprised at the fact that, that the SFA brought him up because I think in some cases he could have really gone in, gone to town mm. 
uh, with some of the, the, the things. Betfred Cup final, Celtic goal, clearly offside. He didn't go to town uh, on that. So I think he's been more than fair over the piece when you assess him uh, in the past two and a bit years. Uh, let's bring in Craig and Moody's burn and see what he makes of it. Hi, Craig. Hi, guys. Sorry, I didn't quite catch the start of the show, but listen to what you're saying, I 100% agree. Um, I've had fans, uh, mates of mine, saying, I wish Gerard would do what Walter Smith did and go for it. If he's getting cited or notice a complaint for saying what would happen if it was Morelos, we all, we all know what would happen if it was Morelos. It'd be a straight red card. Um, no, we don't. I'm absolutely... I think what you can at least acknowledge That might be your truth But that, that's not necessarily everyone's And by the way That's not me saying I disagree with you But phrases like that We know Morelos would have been straight red carded it, You don't Of course you don't You would admit that You might have a, 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 an inkling But of course you don't know None of us know It's highly likely Anyway moving on from that um, I can't believe, you know, like you were saying there, the times that he could have went to town. And I, I'm like you, what you were saying there, what for? That's what my initial reaction for was, what, what's he been cited for? But, I mean, th- this kind of shows up what I was saying to my, my, my mates. If he goes to town, he's going to get cited. You know, he can talk about other managers, not only talk about other managers, but I mean, I, I just think Stephen Gerrard has bit his tongue on a number of occasions. He didn't say anything wrong. I just think it sums up that there's. But you, you're making you can't stick up for your own player, you know. I think you can. Just to be fair, Craig, I I do think it's important we keep remembering what the charge is. You can stick up for your own player, and actually, Stephen Gerrard is well within his rights on that day to say that was a terrible decision. It was the worst decision I've ever seen. I can't believe it wasn't a red, etc., etc., etc. He can say all of those things. He just can't. He can't be seen to indicate bias, and I'm not saying that he has, but that's clearly where the where the subtle difference lies. Do you see that? Yeah, I mean, like I say, I just think it's a culmination of I'm biting his tongue, biting his tongue, biting his tongue. You know, different games you could mention. I just think he's he's did what a lot of fans have wanted him to do and, and, and called out decisions. Um, I actually saw another decision. It's got nothing to do with this debate, but Rangers haven't had a penalty in a year. Um, you know, there's, there's things that Gerard could have come out and said. Um, at another point, if um, I could put that across, I, I kind of avoided the show the last two nights. Because um, I don't want to hear people saying, oh, Rangers bottle crash, this, that, and the other. As I've seen the producer there, I think Rangers are a goal away from giving a team an absolute tanking. What I mean by that is if they'd scored the third goal through Kent or Arfield, Easter Road, I think it was, would have been a ward up in 6 2 job. I just think as soon as they, you know, get this kind of monkey off their back, they're able to get three goals, four goals, whatever in the game. I think they're going to give somebody an absolute tanking. Well, and I love the way he's got them playing. I love the way he's got them playing. Well again That's what goalkeepers are there for Marciano made great saves At one end And John McLaughlin Made terrific saves At the other end That's what they're there for uh, I don't dispute the fact That this is the best Side Best squad That Stephen Gerrard Has had uh, Since becoming Rangers manager And we'll get along And an interesting season I hope we'll get along And an interesting yeah. season To come uh, But Referring to this issue The main news story Of the day for me, as I say, there are misdemeanours and there are major crimes. Stephen Gerrard, misdemeanour in this instance. A couple of seasons ago, when Rangers issued a statement saying Willie Collum had underlying issues when it came to Rangers, that was silly. And Rangers got fined several thousand pounds because of that. But this over Morelos, and if it had been up to the other end of the park, for me, 
It's the equivalent of a a managerial nervous tick. It's one of the things they just say mm. on the spur of the moment. Well, we'll, we'll get to that because there actually have been quite a few examples of it in recent seasons. But we're a bit pushed for time. I do want to let Mark answer Craig's second point about the football at the moment. Actually, what's happening on the field and, and the way the team are performing. The Rangers team. Yeah, I, I think they're playing very well. Although I did say the United, I thought it was up their best performance domestically. But on, on Sunday, taking nothing away from Hibbs and Jack Ross and what he's got going there, I think they're onto something really good under Jack Ross and he's rec- recruited um, very well too in the summer got them playing some lovely uh, football going back to the way it was you know, kind of under Neil Lennon when they had that you know, unfortunate time under Paul Heckenbottom although he did bring in Kristen Deutsch uh, don't forget about that um, but I was surprised to see Rangers being what would be the word almost being bullied physically on Sunday I wanted to see a stronger reaction um, from Rangers and I just thought they were too nice and, and accepted it too much and if Rangers are going to go on and either win a piece of silverware or win the league this season they'll need to find that kind of tougher um, so you can play lovely football some lovely football players but I think they need to toughen up a wee bit uh, Craig in Moody'sburn good to speak to you hopefully we'll catch up with you soon cheers thank you guys good man that was Craig in Moody'sburn 01419511025 the man that everyone's debating right now is Stephen Gerrard and we're going to hear from him next you are the voice of Scottish football. Call 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hugh Evans is in on an emergency loan tonight. Mark Guidi is alongside of it. And I must say, most of the pundits have got their regular sort of mic position and where they stand in the studio, Mark. But you and Hugh happen to occupy the same space. And I noticed he's pulled rank. He's walked he in here he on his emergency loan, booted you out of your <laughs> usual Monday night spot, sent you Wednesday over to the other, uh, Wednesday night slot. <laughs> And sent you over to the other side of the studio. I know. I know. It takes us back to the, the Sunday Mail. Although uh, the Shugster he's back. back there now uh, doing his uh, doing his column, but yeah, he used to pull rank at the at the Sunday Mail. But his punishment was always just to go and buy the buy the teas and coffees and the, the Kit Kats. It sounds yeah. unlikely, if I'm being honest. <laughs> See if that happened in another studio. He would have beat me in here for that. <laughs> 01419511025. That is the number you need. Uh, we are on Twitter as well, at Clyde SSB, where the debate rages on about Stephen Gerrard being issued with that notice of complaint. I think you, we, not, not just with Stephen Gerrard, with anyone, we, we, we do tend to get a little bit ahead of ourselves. It might well be that, that Rangers go up, defend themselves fine, and Stephen Gerrard doesn't get punished for it. Sure. So there's, there's another opportunity for. The other half to be outraged soon. In in essence, he's been asked to appear before football's court, and in court, uh, you are innocent until proved guilty, and that will be the case with uh, Stephen Gerrard. But uh, in terms of the west of Scotland, this is the perfect storm. Let's bring in Scott and Kirk and Tillock for his take on things. Hi, Scott. Hi. Yeah, not bad. Are you well? Yeah, I'm very well, thanks. Uh, it's just a wee point I wanted to make to Mark. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other caller was we're talking about the, the football that Rangers playing, which is, is quite exciting. I agree with him that I've really enjoyed the football. But Mark Mark quoted that um, he felt that Rangers get bullied a wee bit by Hibs, and I, I, I disagree with, with his comments in that 100%. I think that the result flattered Hibs, um, that two-each result. And another day, when you think about it really, in my opinion, that's probably one of the worst performances Rangers put in off season, and they still couldn't beat us. It was a two-week straw. Fair day has been ever one. But the point I wanted to make was, if we if we'd have played the exact same way as Hibs played, as in the bullying, I 
no doubt in my mind there'd have been sendings off in that game. And 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 while I want to talk about Rangers, I never bring up Celtic. I've got to bring up Celt- the Celtic game. This this up. I'm going to have a, an eye on this game on Sunday because Steve Hibbs played the exact same way against Celtic as they did in Rangers. I'm going to predict there'll be at least one or two sendings after them, and Celtic will probably take about three or four goals after them. What do you think about that? Is that because Peter Lawwell will be the referee? Nothing to do with the referee. It's just that just that's just going to be my opinion. That well, it sounds like, to be fair, Scott. That sounds like it's got everything to do with the referee. Um, I'm I'm not going to I'm not going to. Well, uh, of course it sounds that way. But what I'm telling you right now, in my opinion, if Hibs play, and I don't think they will, but if Hibs do play the exact same way against Celtic as they did against Rangers. There will be at least one or two sendings off and I'll be back on this programme on Monday night to say I told you so. What makes you say that? Because that's my opinion, that's what I believe will happen. No, I know that, but I'm saying what, what makes you form that opinion? What makes me form that opinion? Well, I don't really want to go there too much because you don't disagree with oh, it, but that's my opinion. Here we go, here we go. It sounds to me, uh, what's Rule 72 again? It sounds a bit like Scott is implying bias, but Scott isn't See, under the Scottish if, FA's jurisdiction, so if, we're alright. If Scott had the courage of his convictions, he would say what he wants to say, but he, he's too frightened to say it. So, we'll just ignore all that nonsense and move on. This is not about Celtic and Hibs and... Sunday and how Hibs play against uh, Celtic I have every reason to think that Jack Ross will bring his team there he's already publicly declared that he thinks he can get something out of the game I have every reason to believe that Hibs will be as robust against Celtic as they were against Rangers and I'll happily leave it there and let the referees go on with his business without prejudging how he will act over incidents mm. that haven't yet taken place yeah, it's grossly unfair from Scott to, to say that about Sunday's game that, that's coming up has the match, ref, match referee been announced yet who is it Celtic uh, I must admit I'm not sure, sure. So, I'm not look, sure I think that's really unfair uh, Scott it is you're, you're doing a, a, a dis- you know, let me finish first you're doing a disservice to the match referee before a game's been played and I think that's part of the problem with, with Scottish football supporters are too quick to have a pop at referees now I've said that Don Robertson's handling on, on Sunday I thought that Paul Hanlon should have been red carded for the, the arm on um Hadji. On Hadji. The the the, the Porteous Morelos one, didn't really think there was much um in that at all. So I've said that that's a mis- in my opinion, a mistake from, from Don Robertson. But to then for you then to carry that into Sunday's game before it's even been played, I think's wrong and you just you just need to be a wee bit more responsible than, than that, Scott, and have a wee bit of greater understanding about the pressures that match referees are under now whoever the referee is on Sunday if in your opinion he does happen to have a howler after you've watched the 90 minutes then by all means come on and and make your case but to say what you've said five days ahead of the game you're wrong well, you're saying I'm wrong. How do you know I'm going to be wrong if the game's not played yet? That's what, why I wanted to come back no, in. No, that's what I game. said. To say what you've said five days ahead of the game, finish. you're wrong. Let you're me wrong finish. to say it again. Let me finish. Do you you're ask, wrong. You, like, you finish, I'll let you finish. Would you let me finish? Yeah, of course. On you go. Right. So you don't know I'm wrong because this game's not played, right? If uh, Played yet. If, if if that doesn't happen, I'll come on here Monday and I'll apologise for my comments. But my opinion is if Hibs play the exact same way, there will be sendings off and Celtic will take three or four goals so I'll come back on the Monday night and we'll see when I phone back in on Monday Scott, night Scott I think we're missing the point though see whether Celtic uh, whether Hibs get red cards or not that is impossible to prove one way or another 
what 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 the link is because you're saying if Hibs play the exact same way, it's a different game of football. How could they play the exact same way? What you will try and do on Monday is you will try and draw a false equivalence between two incidents that happened in different games when actually you can't do that. It wasn't. It was. It's not just about the two. The two. No, I'm talking about any incident that occurs at the weekend, and you'll say, "See, if that was last week, that would or would not have been a red card." When in actual fact, none of us can prove that one way or another. So, what's the point here? I feel like we're going round in circles. Right, we, we could be going round in circles. All I came on to say is, in my opinion, if Hibs and I'm standing by what I say, if they if they have the same bullying tactics, which I believed they did have against Rangers on Sunday, which Mark already agreed with. With the previous caller I'm telling you right now They won't get away with it At Parkhead on Sunday And Celtic will take Three or four goals up As I said to you Gordon This is the perfect storm For the West of Scotland Because uh, Scott is assuring us Absolutely assuring us That things will happen Hmm. And players will be More harshly dealt with Because they're playing Celtic Than they were When they were playing Rangers It is the infantile Perfect storm Belonging exclusively To the west of Scotland Yeah because But Hibs may well get A red card on Sunday But it won't prove anything It might feed into to Scott And other people's theories But it won't prove A single it's a thing different game Probably a, a different, different game ref. It won't be Don Robertson Different game Anyway Different set of players And the, the other team That's why You know Scott tried to defend himself By saying he's not wrong He is wrong He is wrong And that's what I'm saying All football supporters Yes and Hugh's right Particularly in the west of Scotland there needs to be a greater degree of responsibility and understanding for, about the match officials. Mikey informs me reliably that Stephen McLean is the ref for Celtic Stephen against McLean. Hibs. Bobby Madden for Motherwell Rangers. Let's bring in Brian and Pollock. Hi, Brian. Hi, how are you doing? Not bad, Brian. Are you well? Hi, fine, hi. Good. What have you got for us? Uh, I'm just finding it quite amusing. The, the I can't think of a better word than paranoia that's reeking from the phone of just about every Rangers fan that phoned in in the last few nights. Now, it's long overdue somebody at Ibrook's been charged with something like this because they've spent the last six months dragging the name of just about everybody in Scottish football through the mud with nothing to back it up. And as far as Stephen Gerrard been quite measured in his comments generally, this is the guy that in his first game in this country described it as oh, we've not been getting these decisions for years so it's long overdue On and that as program. far as Alfredo Morelos being treated differently, is he only treated differently in other games because I seem to remember a game against Celtic where he could have three red cards and get nothing yeah, I remember the game very well and uh, how he got away with what he got away with is a mystery, now we'll go back to Stephen Gerrard uh, on that day His first day at work When Rangers drew one all at Pataudry I was here in the studio And said at the time Somebody is blowing nonsense in his ear And he is regurgitating it uh, Now to be fair to Stephen Gerrard I think that what he's had to say Over the years that have passed by since then I think he is very interesting to listen to I think by and large he is extremely sensible in what he has to say and fair-minded but recently he has started to get sucked into the old nonsense and I go back to my point if I were to go to see him uh, in Mulgai where they train I would say four words you 
are Stephen Gerrard. And he would come back with three, which would say, get, you know, the rest of it. No, 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 no. I'm sure he, he, would, he would recognise the wisdom of the ages. <laughs> um, the thing is here, and I know we're masters at it in this part of the world, we always want to, we always, you know, what about this incident and what about that incident? We sort of try and compare. It is, rel- it is relevant though that you look for precedent And you say well do managers get done for this Is it, is it that outrageous Should we have expected that rule 72 uh, To be triggered today I had a, a little bit of a think back And there actually have been quite a few So That, that rule 72 that I um, mentioned You cannot indicate bias or incompetence Just a couple of years ago You might remember this Craig Levine hearts against Rangers um, He said I felt as if we were playing against 13 men mm-hmm. In in. Uh, you know, inferring you know against the match mm-hmm. officials, Craig Levine was given a two-match ban for that comment. Um, Neil Lennon got a notice of complaint when he was the Hibs manager because he said that Bobby Madden was pro Morton in a game against Hibs. Notice of complaint for him. Stevie Clark uh, had quite a few. Um, he was talking about the referee against Aberdeen last year. He says, "I feel sorry for him. People tell me historically he's never been particularly kind." To Kilmarnock I think he feels the pressure For the fact his father Played so many games here That would be Stephen McLean, McLean then Wouldn't it Is that Clark um, With an E or without an E <laughs> Yeah And Stevie Clark Got a two match ban For that as well So Again Hugh This is not me saying For anyone who wants to leap on it That, that Stephen Gerrard Should be done Far from it But you said earlier on That you know ah, Managers say these things They do And, and in actual fact Some managers get, get Get in trouble for it as well Yeah uh, I'll go back to my point though That I believe there are misdemeanours And there are serious crimes I believe that um, A parking offence Shouldn't carry the same sentence as murder uh, but, but I, I like your sense of drama But I don't really, I don't think that's what I'm doing there By running through those examples No, no I, I'm not suggesting for one moment That you're trying to do anything You've simply read out But do those examples they, None of them contain anything extreme If you're saying The referee was pro-mortem then you have directly accused him of bias. If you say, I felt as if we were playing 13 men out there, you are directly accusing the match officials of being against you. Got you. Th- so you think it's two, the sort of wording? Those two comments, I think, are stronger than, yeah. than the Steve Clark one. Go do us a favour, Gordon. Can you play back the Stephen Gerrard? Again, yes, again. This is what's going to happen let's in the courtroom at the time. That, that's kind of what it comes down to, yeah. isn't it? That's what, that's where the, the devil will be in the detail. Very intently. <laughs> Don't want to uh, make any headlines and say a kid should have got this and should have got that. But what I would say is, I'd be very interested to see what the decision would have been from the officials if it was the shoes on the other foot and it was Alfredo who made that that tackle. And it might be soft enough, I'd Mark, because it'd be interesting. interesting. Yeah, that see. might be so enough. He's not saying it would have. Yeah. No. So I have to say, the legal eagles will be involved. My humble opinion is that Stephen Gerrard won't face any bans for that. And there we go. Thank you to Brian and Paula. Call one four one nine five one one zero two five. The coronavirus joint response group have issued a statement tonight after the tightening of restrictions in the country yesterday. I'll tell you all about that next. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. This is Scottish football's league leader, Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Mark Weedy is here as always on a Wednesday night. It's an emergency loan for Hugh Keevans. Don't worry, he's he's doing as he's doing as a good turn tonight. We are much appreciative of his hard work, even to Archie this is in Eaglesham who phoned in to say, "How many nights must we suffer, Hugh Keevans?" <laughs> this is like uh, getting a plumber on an emergency call out. You know, is there any extra money? No, this? no. Um, I don't even know if you're getting paid for this. Actually, we've just not told you that yet. Right. Bye bye. Um, that was. 
Now to the serious stuff Because I told you there was a statement breaking from the Coronavirus Joint Response Group We said on last night's show we were waiting to find out how Scottish football would respond How it would react to the news yesterday Firstly from down south and of course from our own government That coronavirus restrictions are being tightened in our personal lives and professional lives and what impact would that have on football so the joint response group have waited until this evening they've issued this statement and I certainly won't read it all Um, the key points though they have confirmed that Scotland's Minister for Public Health Sport and Wellbeing Joe Fitzpatrick has written to the UK Minister for Sport to seek urgent discussions regarding a package of financial recovery for sport accessible to Scotland Um, it goes on to to thank clubs and, and thank the Scottish Government for their efforts it again points out something that we've been harping on about is that 43% of Scottish football's revenue is generated via gate receipts so we more than any other league out there need fans back through the turnstiles and um, some fairly worrying words from Neil Doncaster at the end um, he calls it a grave situation and if it continues without meaningful public financial support um, sorry it would be a grave situation if it continues without meaningful public financial support so um he says there is an existential threat to many of our clubs. And he's absolutely correct. But here's the thing. Everybody, every sporting association in Britain is looking for money from the government. The RFU are looking for money for rugby. The jockey club are looking for money for the horse racing industry. Everybody is looking for something in a, a mood of desperation. And we... The SFA and the SPFL are right in there among it Because as you rightly said Gordon Our country depends very very much on hmm. money through the gate So it is a grave situation There, there are no words that uh, can sum up just how grave it is But there's no point in thinking that there's a pot of gold somewhere That has Scotland written on it uh, Let's bring in Stuart and Coat Bridge And then we'll, we'll put his point to Mark Hi Stuart Hello Eric Pano, that's the point I was want to say. Uh, my local team is Arden Novers, I've had a good, a good friend, he still works behind the scenes as well, his dad used to work and he sadly passed away. But uh, what I can tell is, if something did bad happen uh, with our local team, other teams that could probably happen, which I did, I hope it does not happen. As I'm not aware that the Scottish Government and other people can get together, that are fans, like a fans, a Scots fans, well, we know what I'm talking about yeah, All the Scottish yeah. fans Get together And put money in Each week Even a pound A pound a, pound a week Put it into a fund So if it comes And they can disturb it Even if the lower government Are helping them There must be Somebody that's helping The younger co- You don't want to see Younger teams Can do any lower team Because it's going to Be really 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 bad For Scottish football and yeah. Not on us Yeah I mean Mark the, 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 I admire Stuart's um, ambition with it The thing is Fans are digging deep Fans are digging really deep To help their own clubs Now whether that Could then Be turned into Some sort of central pot That helps everyone else But Their top flight's only going Because fans have, have Dug deep and bought Season tickets for games That they can't even get into Yeah and, and, and Don't forget the, the millions of pounds That James Anderson um, Put into Scottish football um, A few months ago too And to the, the To the trust um, Stuart's point at, You know A pot for a pound a fan uh, I know what you're saying, Stuart. It's a good idea. I don't think it will happen, but we, the the support that we're going to look for from the the Scottish government, it's the UK government, Oliver Dowden, the 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 Minister for Sport and Culture, join the queue. 
There's 72 EFL clubs currently in that queue They'll be ahead of us, make no mistake about that You may find Premiership clubs down the Premier League clubs down the road Maybe joining that queue soon So Scottish football is important to us Our 42 senior clubs in the four divisions are important They will all, including Celtic and Rangers They will all be facing financial challenges um, just now But we are not at the forefront um, of any queue And that is very unfortunate We do operate in a slightly different market though, don't we To the English Premier League clubs I mean, I'd... This is maybe for a different phone-in But I, I'm not sure how the government could could even possibly begin to help clubs down south Who are paying players 300 grand a week that sit on the bench you know. But yeah. we, we operate in a much sort of smaller market Do you really think that Boris Johnson and Oliver Dowden And whoever else gets involved in the UK government Would sanction, uh, if you want, want a better phrase, a bailout of Scottish football Ahead of the 72 EFL clubs down the road Not necessarily I don't no, know I mean no I, I don't know no, but I don't think there's any a... Any chance um, Of that At all And this is where Without it's... getting political Where You know The Scottish um, The government down the road Can, can say Well you, you You do want independence You do So can you not look after Your own game Is James Anderson Get any more to give What can the clubs do But we are facing A serious uh, Situation With no fans getting in For the foreseeable future no sponsor uh, for the leagues at the moment. We are facing a serious we, situation. And I sat with somebody today and had a coffee with him, a financial guy who's involved in Scottish football. And his prediction to me, alarmingly, was that he would expect at least 30% of our clubs, full-time and part-time, a mixture, not to be in, in existence by the end of this season. Well, we have to hope. And it's impossible not to politicise it by simply mentioning Nicola Sturgeon who said that what she said yesterday will be reviewed every three weeks we are hoping against hope that she can be addressed by Scottish football's hierarchy and that they can impress upon her the need to get people inside football grounds again because otherwise an industry a Scottish football industry which contributes £200 million per year to the economy will suffer what Mark has just described there and that is, for one third of our clubs, ruination. Uh, well, Neil Lennon has been speaking on the topic today. He's urging the Scottish Government to come up with a way to get fans back into Steria. Supporters across Scotland hoping to make the return next month, but those plans have been shelved uh, amid a new wave of cases sweeping the country. Lennon says it cannot go on indefinitely. We haven't got a crystal ball. We can't sort of predict when supporters are going to come back into stadiums. I think we should endeavour to try and push on with it if we can, even though, you know, restrictions are, you know, being tightened. I know it sounds a bit contradictory, but, you know, where would you rather watch a football game or where is it safer in an open-air venue or in a in a restaurant or a bar indoors? I think the open-air venues are far safer and, and certainly you've got less chance of, of catching anything. You don't want supporters in the stadium because the, the game's not the same. We've seen some, you know, sporting associations yesterday, you know, saying for the whole infrastructure of some of the sports in the UK, you know, it's paramount that we get supporters back into watch sporting events. You know, that's the crux of it, really. And um, I don't know if this is a damaging blow for what we're trying to do, but, um, you know, we'll still endeavour to try and get people back into the stadium sooner rather than later. There is always a, a doomsday scenario But I think it's important Hugh That we don't paint the picture to be too bleak You never know We we, we might be able to, to negotiate our way through this 
Take the top flight clubs for instance Some of them are struggling of course Because we can't get away fans in You don't have those big paydays But actually They also don't have costs On a match day And mm. many of them have done Pretty well out of season ticket holders Thank you to the loyalty of the fans Pay-per-view streaming services And all the rest of it I saw even Breakin We will be able to sit in here On a Saturday afternoon And stream the Breakin game yeah. And watch Mark Wilson In action Should we choose to do so Don't know why we would um, So th- 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 There are there are creative ways Our top flight clubs might be able to But I wonder if part of the, the fear is um, For the lower league clubs Will we actually get the football started back? Never mind getting, well, getting fans uh, through the turnstiles Again, when lower league clubs play those who are in a biosecure bubble And uh, they've been tested And the lower league clubs haven't And so on and so forth um, I read a good piece this morning from Jim McAnally The Peterhead manager Who was suggesting that look Either we approach the government and get a bailout or for the lower league clubs can we have them furloughed as it were for a year until this passes and then the mention of words like that that's when it's 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 well above and beyond what what neil doncaster or anyone else can do about it no listen we cannot deny the existence of a very big and very dark cloud above our heads we cannot be naive enough to think that there will be a bailout for Scottish football. We have to come up with. Well, there might be though. That, that's well, the whole point. Joe Fitzpatrick has written to the UK government to to look for funding for sport. Yeah, but as I've said to you, and Mark Greedy has said it, the clubs in England that will be in a, a queue, uh, the RFU are in the queue, the Jockey Club are in the queue, everybody's in the queue. So we cannot rely on a bailout to save the game. What we have to do, I think. Is approach the government and say, look, football grounds are antiseptically clean in the Premiership. We can have people inside those football grounds. If you don't let us have people inside the football grounds, the football industry will die. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the Scottish slash football. From the serious to the sometimes farcical It's Beat the Pundit It's your chance to come on here Win yourself a signed ball Get the bragging rights And all you have to do Is get more football questions right Than Hugh Keevans or Mark Guidi I know it sounds easy It's not always that easy But let's see if you're up to it tonight 0141 951 1025 Lines close at 7 Tackle the headlines 0141 951 1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Mark Greedy is here as always on a Wednesday night We've got Hugh Keevans in on an emergency loan as well It's 01419511025 We kicked off talking about that charge handed to Stephen Gerrard uh, For comments made about Ryan Edwards' challenge on Alfredo Morelos We've just had an update from the joint response group um, Confirming uh, that Joe Fitzpatrick, the Minister for Sport in Scotland Has written to the UK government trying to ask or receive assurances uh, That we might be able to get some financial help on, in light of the coronavirus restrictions tightening yesterday Plenty more to come We're here until 8 o'clock And don't forget Four massive Europa League qualifiers tomorrow So let's talk about them We're going to hear from the managers Let's talk about what's going to happen on the field After we do this Beat the pundit With the Scottish Sun For the best football news and opinion online Thescottishsun.co.uk Slash football Beat the pundit time Your chance to win a signed ball Only if you can get the better of Hugh or Mark Though Grant's in Knightswood He fancies it tonight How are you Grant? Uh, not bad thank you How are you? Yeah not too bad at all Can't complain You've never played before have you? No it's the first time I've actually called Right okay. What made you call tonight then? 
Uh, one of my friends on it last week, and I thought, why not? Eh? How did they get on? Uh, I think Andy Howell debuted him. Andy's not bad, by the way, Hugh. Oh, Andy right, knows his right. trivia. Did you notice that he, over the last couple of nights? He takes it very, very seriously. Lots of fist pumping going on underneath the desk when yeah. he answered the question. Yeah, I, I thought it was unwell. Andy knows his stuff. Don't worry. Luckily for you, Grant, Mark and Hugh are not quite as good. So we'll see how you get on tonight. Heads, it's Hugh, Tails, it's Mark. <coughs> and it is Tails. He's in on an emergency loan and he gets off with <laughs> it tonight. So it's Mark Guidi. Up against Grant in Knightswood Right Grant It's the first time you've played It could not be simpler I'm going to give Mark Something else to listen to Just to block out your answers I'll put 30 seconds on the clock Answer as many questions as you can And if you don't know it Pass quickly And we'll get on to the next one Alright No bother let's go Good man Your time starts Now Name any current Rangers player Who's won the Scottish top flight Uh, Alan McGregor Who are Aberdeen playing tomorrow uh, Sport Nelson Albion a Yeti Plays for which international team? Switzerland Who's the current club captain of Hibs? Uh, Ryan Portis Who scored the winner for Rangers In the most recent Old Firm game? Uh, Nicola Katic In what year did Dundee United Last win the Scottish Cup? 2012 Name either side Who played in the final game Of the Scottish Premiership <laughs> season Last season Uh Johnson. Okay, let's bring Mark Guidi back. Mark, can you hear us? Yep, got Same you. Same set of questions to you. 30 seconds on the clock. Your time starts now. Name any current Rangers player who's won the Scottish top flight. Uh, Steve Davis. Who are Aberdeen playing tomorrow? Uh, they are playing Sporting Lisbon. Albion Ayeti plays for which international side? Uh, Switzerland. Who is the current club captain of Hibs? Uh, Paul Hanlon. Who scored the winner for Rangers in the most recent Old Firm game? A ranking In what year did Dundee United last win the Scottish Cup? 2010 Name either side who played in the final game of the Scottish Premiership season last season Name either side that played in the Scottish Premier The final game Before it was curtains Oh right, sorry um, I, ah, I'm too, long. too long, you're wrong anyway, that's fine Right, Grant, how do you think that went? Could be a draw there, I don't know. Ah, you were both pretty good actually. Uh, name any current Rangers player who's won the Scottish top flight, McGregor or Davis. You went for um, one each, so it's um, one all after that. Aberdeen playing in Lisbon, well done, two all. Ayeti plays for Switzerland, three all. I think the club captain of Hibs is still David Gray. So Paul Hamlin is, is captain on the field at the moment. Ah, see, Grant, it's all right saying that afterwards. Um, who scored the winner for Rangers in the most recent Old Firm game? You're going back a bit. 29th of December, it was Nicola Katic. I had a header, that's right. And Grant got it. So Grant goes in front. Now, in what year did Dundee United last win the Scottish Cup? Mark needs this to equalise. Grant said 2012. Mark said 2010. And Mark gets it. He pulls level. Oh. Which means it all comes down Name either side Who played in the final game Of last season's Scottish Premiership Hugh St Mirren Hearts It was St Mirren Hearts Oh yeah one nil, St Mirren. One of you went Ackies One of you went St Johnston And none of you were right Which means we go to A tiebreaker Which oh. I always love I love the tiebreaker I don't even oh. have a tiebreaker Question in front of me I'm going to check my emails I'm sure there will be uh, One on I'll give there. you one yeah, that'll, that'll work out well um, Because we got through the other one Just the other night, didn't we? Yeah, I've got it I've got it, don't you worry Right, Grant, here's the deal I'm going to read the question I'll get Mark Guidi to write his answer down I'll then tell you to give me your attempt, okay? No bother, let's go Right, the question is this on the tiebreaker How many games did Craig Brown spend as Scotland manager? Mark Guidi, if you write your answer down How many games did Craig Brown spend 
As Scotland manager Write it down And show me your piece of paper Please What are you thinking Long and hard about this Grant You better hurry up You're off here at 8 o'clock Right okay Hold it up Right What are you going for Grant Uh 73 I'll say Okay Interesting this Grant's gone 73 Mark's gone 89 The answer Is 71 Grant is only 2 out Grant great effort I got to applaud that The sign ball is on its way Well done Thanks very much Brilliant Well done Grant You don't mind losing to that Mark do you? No that was was a great guess Well done Thanks very much We we, we Bruno be chuffed Somebody had his career all marked out like that It was probably a guess But listen, that's fine Grant, well done The same ball is on its way To Knightswood Good good game Good game Off to the, the, the penalty shootout Of Beat the Pundit Onto the tiebreaker So well done to Grant Only two out Right 0141-951-1025 So much going on tonight We've got that charge for Stephen Gerrard Which we have dealt with at length we have had the breaking news or the statement that's been issued tonight from the joint response group. We've actually got four big Europa League qualifiers. It would be quite nice to actually talk about the football side of what's going to happen tomorrow night. So let's do that, shall we? And um, Let's hear a bit from Neil Lennon. He has been speaking to the press today ahead of Celtic's Europa League qualifier. Um, he says, if I can just find the relevant bit of paper, I'll tell you what, I'll just play it. You don't need to worry about my bit of paper. Here's what Neil Lennon um, had to say looking ahead to that game tomorrow night in Riga. It's very important. Um, obviously, we, you know, have come out of the Champions League, which is a, you know, a blow for us. So, European football is important to a club like Celtic every season. So, this game is uh, pivotal in what we want to do. Our endeavours to make the the group stage of the Europa League, and that opens up the whole season. So. We're taking this game very seriously. We've got great respect for the our opponents tomorrow evening, and we'll have a strong team available. You just go off, um, you know, the most recent games. Um, you know, they're keeping clean sheets, so they're you know a tough team to break down. And um, and in Bumble, we've got a very physical, strong centre forward. We've got good sort of discipline in the shape, um, and obviously we're away from home in Europe, so we know that that brings its own difficulties. Um, they had a great result against Copenhagen, you know, last year where they won one nil. Obviously, they lost the the tie over the two games. So, yeah, this is going to be a very difficult game for us. Run the no illusions of that. Income is now absolutely crucial for our clubs. European income is the icing on the cake. If you qualify for the group stages of the Europa League, it's worth two point five million pounds. If you win a game, while in the group stages, it's worth £515,000. If you draw a game, it's worth £170,000. There is your answer in a nutshell as to why it's important for Aberdeen, Celtic, Motherwell and Rangers tomorrow. Hugh's absolutely right, Mark, but there's that simple footballing thing, you know, the, the, the the criticism that would come if, if Celtic were to go out following the, the Ferenc-Varos defeat. Of course, you want to balance the books and... Improve your financial situation But just on a footballing merit or success level Celtic need to get through this, don't they? Yeah, they, they do They need to get to the final uh, The playoff um, next week Which would be another away tie uh, I think, Gordon But um, yeah, and if you look at the four ties tomorrow night uh, Who would you fancy the most? In my opinion, I would fancy Celtic um, Out of the, the, the four clubs If I had to pick one right away Who I think should get through The other three, I don't think they should get through so if Motherwell or Rangers 
or Aberdeen emerge victorious tomorrow night I think that real kudos for them if Celtic don't I think that's a, a shot across the, the, Neil Lennon's ball Dermot Desmond broke his silence last week and said that in his opinion Celtic have a psychological block when it comes to European achievement Celtic have to go to Latvia and make sure there's no such thing as a psychological block against a team from a country that should be incapable of beating Celtic with their multi-million pound squad. You're right, Gordon. If Celtic were to lose to Riga, it would shake the club to its foundations. Let's bring in Mark and Hamilton. Uh, you looking forward to it, Mark? Do you get nervous for these types of European qualifiers? Well, I've played at times and you could, Gordon. But um, I've got a team here for tomorrow night, if you want to hear it. Go for it, let's do it. I'm going to be playing the three-five-two. Just at, at the moment, it's just a bit dodgy for me. I'd play the four-two-three-one. Barkas, Frimpong on the right, Duffy Ayers, and Taylor on the left. Usual two: Brown, McGregor, Forrest, Christie, Ellie Musi, and Eddie up front. I don't trust them at the three at the back at the moment. What, what makes you, what makes you say that, Mark? Because everyone, well, not everyone, clearly not everyone, not yourself, but so many people have been calling for the three-five-two. The signing, the signing of Shane Duffy looked like that was very much the direction Celtic were going to be heading in. Is this all to do with the absence of Christopher Julian? Or are you talking more generally? I don't mind Julian not being in the team anymore because uh, that's not a bad thing to be honest. But I just um, I don't trust the higher lad as well to be playing and at the back because so much to him again at the weekend, isn't he? Too hot again I would play I'd rather play a, a four at the back Just to keep it kind of tight Because you don't know What you're coming up against I know Bruce Hughes Is going on about it We shouldn't be beating These teams But we're struggling in a, At the back So I just feel We should just be playing That system tomorrow night mm. Mark what do you think? Yeah, I mean uh, It's all we, we, we know You know Mark About the, the in our opinions the strength and weaknesses of, of the Celtic players and, and, and the best team that thing but what managers will always take into account particularly when it's away from home a one-off tie um, because there's no margin for error uh, will be the strengths of on, and weaknesses of the opposition and therefore you also select a team based on that now I don't know about you I don't have any knowledge uh, about Riga tomorrow I can tell you what light they are um, but Neil Lennon will know about them he'll be well drilled um, on them so the team that you selected yeah wouldn't it be a million Miles away just starting off because without Julian tomorrow night the other option is playing um, uh, El Hamed El Hamed um, in, there, in, in your back three so maybe he might just fancy a four um, away from home maybe just that extra bit of stability but he does like the back three and it allows Celtic we all agree I think that a better middle to front they've got more options there it allows them to get more players into the, the final third um, of the pitch so it'll be an interesting team selection but whatever team he goes for he needs to get it right How difficult is the balance then Mark Because it, it certainly looks like Neil Lennon likes 3-5-2 Wants to play 3-5-2 And you're saying you're not quite convinced by it But surely you have to keep trying it You, you have to keep working on it You have to try and improve it Rather than just ditch it after a couple of games well, You're right enough Gordon, But I just think in certain games You've just got to maybe change at times You know It's alright trying to keep playing I want them to play 3-5-2 of course But I just think certain games In the way they'll be Just start at the season Is no the brightest at the moment But I just feel Try and keep it a bit tighter tomorrow night just to start off and see what happens, you know. Well, you go I back feel... to. Sorry, Mark. You, so go back go to... now, carry on. you go back to the Ferenc Varos game. El Hamed let Celtic down. The goalkeeper wasn't the cleverest either. Um, Neil Lenz's decision to start the game without a conventional striker uh, was not the cleverest either. So there's a 
pressure on Celtic in general tomorrow and on Neil Lennon in particular. He has to pick the right team. Uh, and where you have to cut him some slack, Mark, as I'm sure you, you will, um, the system might not necessarily fail Celtic, but players making mistakes within the system could fail Celtic. But I think he will go uh, for two up front because Celtic ought to be capable of winning in Latvia. Yeah, you're right, you're right. What about um, the lad Griffiths? Anybody heard of this lad? Is he still in this country? Well, within the, within the context of this game, he doesn't count because he's obviously well away from uh, being match fit. He would never have been under consideration for a, a game against Riga tomorrow night. Um, there have been rumours that he's been on the fringes of the squad for the last two domestic games, but he hasn't surfaced yet. I think uh, the Celtic fans just need to cross their fingers uh, when it comes to uh, Lee Griffiths and also remember that he let Neil Lennon down and let the club down by coming back off the break uh, unfit to play football. Tomorrow night, it is unacceptable to Dermot Desmond, the owner. It is unacceptable to the hierarchy at the club. It is unacceptable to the Celtic support if... Celtic were to go out of Europe altogether at the hands of Riga having gone out of contention for the group stages of the Champions League to Ferencvaros totally unacceptable Mark talk to me about the curious case of Christopher Ayer because you've said there that you're not convinced by him at the moment and this is on the same day that Neil Lennon talks about putting an arm round him uh, to ward off interest from AC Milan so those two seem to be in, in sort of contradicting each other Ah uh, well, I don't know, but I think there's talking about about fourteen, fifteen million for I'd bite the hand off him if that's the case. I really, I don't. Um, he's been at this couple of seasons. He's not been the hottest for Celtic. I lad. I don't know. He's uh, lightweight, very lightweight, coming in, in his own box, and that just you can see the difference with Duffy right away, one in headers and and one in headers in the opposition box as well. You never see either doing that. You Caught underneath the ball, everything he just, just now. Nah, I would take if I get decent money for the lad, no disrespect to him, I'd bite the hand off whoever it is. It doesn't appear there's a concrete bid there at the moment, Mark, but enough for Neil Lennon to at least acknowledge the speculation. He says, you know, he's focused, he'll start tomorrow, he's looking forward to the game, um, he's in a good place mentally, I'm there to support him, etc. Yeah, I mean, uh, Paolo Maldini, the AC Milan sporting director, uh, is, is on record in the past 48 hours as naming Christopher Ayer. A Sunday on a list okay, So he's on a list um, If Celtic Well it's AC Milan Or any other club If somebody's coming in you know, off, Anything between 12 and 15 16 million For Christopher Ayer Yeah uh, I'd agree with Mark I'd, I'd bite your hand off For it in the current climate That's not to say I don't rate him I think he's a good player I think he's got plenty to offer And I think if you're Neil Lennon You want to keep Christopher Ayer Unless You know you, You've got somebody you know that, that you've been eyeing up that you can pick up for four, five, six million. So you're making a bit of profit, and you're bringing in a replacement as well. But if there's no replacement lined up, I think if you're Neil Lennon. You want you want to keep him, but for the hierarchy, there obviously would be a clear temptation to cash in on him. Any Motherwell or Aberdeen fans out there? You are in Israel and Portugal, respectively. What are you expecting from your qualifiers tomorrow? Anyone holding out hope of an upset? Let us know. 01419511025. Scott McKenna, of course, has been sold. Nottingham Forest um, Stephen Gerrard's been talking about their opposition as well we'll hear his comments next you 
are the voice of Scottish football. Call 0141 951 1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hugh Evans and Mark Greedy, an unlikely duo for your Wednesday night. We had to pull Hugh Evans off the bench, kicking and screaming, as I'm sure you can imagine. Um, he is here, and Hugh, I hate to tell you, oh. we, we play by different rules on a Wednesday night. Oh. You and Alex Ray get what is known as the easier full-time teaser questions. Uh-huh. Knowledgeable men of the game, like Mark Greedy and Jim Duffy, get the more difficult ones. So you are going to have to up your game this evening, I'm afraid. That's all right, I'll do the old Bill Withers, lean on me. Um, but <laughs> you'll be pleased to know that this is right up Mark Greedy's street. This is a tailor-made question oh. for Mark Greedy. Can you name, and it's tough by the way, can you name 10 goalkeepers oh. with the most number of English Premier League appearances who have been on loan in Scotland Only on loan right. So can you name the top 10 goalkeepers With the most English Premier League appearances Who have played in Scotland But only on loan right. well, Fraser Foster will be one No because he's he's been here permanently Oh right Yeah right. so only okay. on loan right. only Andy on... Dibble No I was just waiting for you to out Mark Guidi Mark Guidi there No Some of them. Oh yeah, listen, I've got a couple right. Okay, so let's go. Nicky Weaver. No, was he no. Was Roy Carroll permanent? Roy yeah, Carroll. Oh, this is this is tougher the, the, than nah, the top couple. I think you'll nail. Then after that, pff, after that is tough. This is tougher than than what I thought. I mean, um, for instance, there's a guy in here with over 200 English Premier League appearances. He had a very yeah. brief spell at one of our, not one of our bigger clubs. They're a decent sized club, but not. Not in the top flight or anything at the moment. Uh, it's it's the it's a loan. I can think of a few. Yeah. They're, they're permanent. It's it's the loans. All right, I'll leave it with I'll you. Right. Mm. I will leave it. I'll leave it with you. Um, Rangers on the field before I discuss Stephen Gerrard's disciplinary issue up against Vilem Tway tomorrow. And here is what Stephen Gerrard had to say about that one. One thing's for sure: it'll be a tough game. It'll be a big challenge for us. Uh, from experience in the last couple of years, we've noticed from round to round that the level in terms of quality, rises a lot. So that's with no disrespect to teams that we've moved on from or that we've beat in the past. But I think it's only natural. Uh, the closer you get to, to group stages, the level of opponents always improves. Yeah, I'm confident in the squad. I have total belief um, in the squad that we've brought in, the players that are available. You know, we play well and reach anywhere near our potential. I'm confident that we can get a positive result. Um, nothing's changed in terms of the injuries from the weekend so the update I last gave uh, not, not, nothing's changed on that so we, we are basically brought the players that were available for the game There's a nice simple comparison that we can make to gauge what level Rangers will face tomorrow um, the opposition for tomorrow finished 5th Last season Feyenoord finished third And there was six points between them right. Rangers come up against Feyenoord last season I know it's, it's quite simple I'm not, I'm not saying football is as simple as that But to but be fair Ballpark, that's that's the level Yeah, but to be fair To Steven Gerrard Since becoming Rangers manager He has been consistently good in Europe He has beaten Better than Willem Twee in his time That's not to say that Automatically he will beat Willem Twee tomorrow But Rangers have been Consistently good in Europe Until they hit the old glass ceiling They come up against the Bayer Leverkusens of this world And that's just too far um, But Mark was right uh, Celtic have the best chance of the four 
However, I don't think there's any room to dismiss Rangers. They have beaten better than Willem Tway. They can, if they have a very good night, beat Willem Tway tomorrow. You go along with that, Mark Greedy? Yeah, yeah. I mean, never rule uh, Rangers out. Willem Tway, I think they beat Heracles 4-0 uh, at the weekend um, in the Dutch league. So, you know, they've got a bit about them. But yeah, Rangers, you know, have technically some really good skillful players. They They love European football. It's where they've thrived uh, on many an occasion under Stephen Gerrard. So, yeah, I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't rule them out. But I think it would, it would take, you know, an extra special performance to progress tomorrow. Yes, yeah, it, it looks tough on paper. Under Stephen Gerrard, Rangers have gone to Braga and won, Feyenoord and drawn, Porto and drawn, Liga Warsaw and drawn, Mitchelland and won. And these are all the away games And the reason I mention mm-hmm. them Obviously because it's It's one off yep. So there's a lot there To take confidence from Aye. That doesn't guarantee anything But you know You shouldn't have to look Look far to find some Some inspiration From previous performances no, I mean, Put this way Rangers won't be going there uh, Phased in any shape or form They'll go there With with confidence And a belief that they can win the uh, Win the title Likewise I think Willem Twill Going to believe in they So that's what I'm saying I think it's I think it's 50-50 For Rangers And definitely wouldn't rule them out uh, Robert's a Rangers fan in Anderson, Robert, how big a test do you think that is tomorrow? How confident are you? Uh, I'm quite quite confident. I think um, they're without five of their first team players. I think so. I hear uh, on the social media. Uh, I don't mm-hmm. know if it's true or not. Um, but I don't know. Hopefully, Wait, we'll win. But I'm is that not holding my. Is that where the confidence comes from, Robert? Just that recent that recent European record. You've you know you've come up against this level of opposition and better in the last couple of seasons and and done pretty well. We have come up against better teams than them, but um, let's not kid ourselves. Uh, they're a good team, um, and um, I think they they just recently had a, a draw against PSV Eindhoven, who are a decent mm-hmm. team as well. And I think I think they won at the weekend as well. Was it four yeah. um, nil? I think we might win, but then again, who knows? Who knows who we're playing in defence? Because I don't, I don't know really keen in the Goldson. And if I can go back to the weekend, if, if possible, absolutely. If you let me go back to the weekend, sure uh, Mark, you were you were quite right. Rangers were uh, bullied at the weekend there. Um, it, it just seems to happen quite quite a lot. Um, they've not got anybody in the midfield who has got that dig about them, um, and they're always just passing, 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 trying to get the perfect goal and not having a shot at goal. Um, a guy who I would like in the middle of the park for Rangers and um, he's got a good dig about him and he's, he's, he's quite hard as well is Alan Campbell from Motherwell who I rate quite highly Yeah, I, I like Alan uh, Campbell, Robert and I think Stephen Robinson keen to tie him down um, up at the end of the season Gordon, is that right? His contract so yeah, it's one that he's attracting attention I watched him playing against uh, St Johnson a couple of weeks ago scored the winning goal brilliant dig 22 yards out but he's got plenty to offer Um James McFadden, when James worked in it and at Motherwell um, a few years ago, Atman, God no, but absolutely raves about Alan Campbell. I mean, properly raves about him, um, Robert. So yeah, for Motherwell, I don't think there's any need to, to cash in yet, but I think he's one that could go for yeah. for a lot of money. I think he will sign a new contract there, and even if he does, it it, it fattens him up if I sell him on and gets a boy uh, an extra few quid. But uh, yeah, I think with the greatest respect to Motherwell, I think Alan Campbell. We'll go on to bigger and better things. If his next stops Rangers, then I don't think he have a problem um, going there and playing a part. Uh, believe me, Robert, I I am a fan. I think that goes without saying. I just wonder though. Every every now and then we, we hear Rangers looking for that, you know, that type of digging. 
I think maybe I'm looking at that similar profile, you know, kind of young Scottish, Greg Doherty, um, you know, Ross McCrory's been surplus to requirements, gone to Aberdeen. Do you think is Alan Campbell at a level where he can really go in and impact the Rangers starting 11? Well, he's, he's got that thing about him. He's not scared. He, he nothing, he's not scared. I think he's only 22 years of age. Yeah. And um, he's got a dig about him. He's got a tackle in him. He just, it's the type of player Rangers are needing. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and Rangers, far too many times, and if you watched it at the weekend as well, I saw these, it's fancy football is brilliant, but if you're not getting any product where you're scoring goals, well, what's the point? You have a dig, have a shot. If it goes in, it goes in. It might get a deflection. It goes in. And that's why we're no winning games 3, 4, 5 now. That's why we're always hanging on, hanging on, hanging on. But if we confine ourselves to the game tomorrow, don't we? Which is important to Rangers. As I've said, two and a half million pounds at stake when it comes to qualification for the group stages. So Alan Campbell can't help out. He's playing for Motherwell somewhere else tomorrow. So... Rangers have to eradicate the mistakes that were made at Easter Road. They simply were not domineering enough in the, their own penalty box. Goldson, by his own standards, had a poor day. Hillander as well. Uh, and the Hibs players were just faster mm. to the ball in the penalty area. You know, Robert says, you know, he's got question marks over Goldson, but Stephen Gerrard doesn't. He plays all no. the time, Hugh, so he'll play tomorrow, won't he? Yeah, of course. Uh, you know, it, I, I often think that. In recent months we, We've lost the concept of Good and bad We've lost the concept of A bad day at the office A very good day at the office People seem to think That everyone should be invincible Every time out Rangers defence Had a poor day uh, On Sunday Easter Road And lost two goals as a consequence And but for John McLaughlin Might have lost even more they have to eradicate those mistakes But Stephen Gerrard is not going to Throw Goldson under a bus Or Hillander under a bus um, If he brings in Balogun or whatever uh, It'll be Using his best judgement um, But They had a bad day on Sunday They cannot repeat that Thursday night Robert, so- enjoy the game tomorrow Make sure you give us a call back uh, afterwards And let us know what you think of it Alright Thank you guys Good Thanks man. for having me Thanks, Robert. Bye-bye. What were you going to say Mark Sorry. I was just going to say that, um, I know it was only Lincoln uh, Redimps But I, I was speaking to Richard Goff Last week And he Was very very impressed With George Edmondson's mm. um, Performance So yeah. maybe he'll come into the To the, the reckoning uh, Tomorrow night mm. Time will tell We've got two goalies That here. sounds like you're in the know I must say uh, Right yeah Let's re- just reset the question Name the ten goalies With the most English Premier League appearances Who've played in Scotland But only on loan What have you got for us? I've got I think they both played for Falkirk Tim Krul and Casper Schmeichel Yeah Neil Ferguson raced in with that one Matthew Breckenridge uh, Kieran Gallagher's got both of them as well They're, they're the <coughs> I've, top two I've, I, I think I'm wrong But I'm, I'm going to say it anyway Because I think he ended up moving here permanently Adam Bogdan He's on the list Well oh, done right, Yep okay. Bolton and Liverpool Right okay I thought he ended up in a permanent move to uh, But anyway I'll take it Right okay So 70 go I'm really st- I'm, I'm you're right, it's right up my street But I'm toiling Right, I'm toiling. since you are toiling And time's getting away from us I don't do this often I really don't But Hugh is on the line In Lanark Would you be able to help them out With one of them, Hugh? Well, possibly Is one of them not a Republic of Ireland International? It's the other one. Oh, the other one The England International then Mm-hmm Hugh's a Motherwell <laughs> fan oh, oh, I've got it, yeah Yeah, I've got it now uh, John Ruddy John Ruddy you were lucky end. I was going to actually see The first two as well <laughs> I don't know um, uh, 
Darren Randolph's not on it He was a permanent signing John Ruddy is Anyway I've distracted you long enough How are you feeling ahead of the game Hugh has The other Hugh Mr Keevens has written you off Earlier this week Hugh um, Do you fancy Mullow To go and cause a shock Over in Israel Well As I was saying obviously uh, It's Chris isn't it hmm. I was speaking to um, uh, If we'd played A lot of people actually Written us off against Aberdeen So that goes to show uh, But anyway If we play the same way As we did against Aberdeen I think Robinson's got it right now Robinson's got the At the beginning of the season I spoke to you about this Earlier on in the season as well That we were always attacking teams Plenty of possession But no end product uh, I wanted uh, Tony Watt in the team Because I thought his experience what Where he's been I think he's at 12, 13 clubs His experience over the years And just how he plays the game I really wanted him in the team He's come into the team And he's Basically him and I think Chris Long will be fantastic for us um, But I think there will be a change I think Grimshaw will drop out McGinley will come in for a more settled back four really um, But you can't really anything out of football Are we going there apprehensive and not? I don't say fear myself But um, but I think we'll, we'll, we'll give them a, a game um, If we can keep it obviously level up to 40, 50, 60 minutes Obviously last half hour You never know Just keep it tight And hopefully give ourselves a chance And talking to Alan Campbell Stop trying to sell him Gordon <laughs> I wonder if that's <laughs> I, that would I be heard you last night You were lucky I didn't go hold of you And, you and um, the other Gordon Last night as well, well To be so, fair The previous caller was on um, Just doing doing that on. I think also My namesake I would have to Counsel Hugh That In his press conference yesterday Stephen Robinson said If it hadn't been for the sale of two players uh, Namely David Turnbull And James Scott uh, Motherwell would be In a bad way just now uh, So you have to remember The club's existence Is part of the equation here And Alan Campbell will go Because that's the nature of football Motherwell can't hold on to players Who are worth millions to the club Therefore he will go And it won't matter what Gordon Duncan Or anybody else said <laughs> You've got Stephen Robinson's word for it That these transfers are keeping the club alive Yeah but Stephen Robinson's talking about a new contract And if he can do that when he does go Then he goes for more yeah, money yeah, So it's not it's not uh, necessarily a Of course stick on. Simply That shows previously as well um, It was fantastic for David Turnbull Guy was a f- fantastic talent Still is But I think he'll progress even better um, But Alan Campbell Would be the biggest loss to Mullow Over recent years The guy's fantastic He actually showed on Sunday Against Aberdeen How good he was Because Lewis Ferguson got voted ahead of him for the young player last last year. Never get anywhere near the ball. Never get anything near Campbell. Hughes, and it just goes to show how Hugh, good he was. Hugh, guys like Alan Campbell can't stay at Motherwell. David Turnbull couldn't stay at Motherwell. James Scott couldn't stay at Motherwell. They reach a level where the club have to cash in on them. Uh, yeah, but of course the contract talks I think Stephen Robinson was talking about that Trying to, to make something happen to strengthen Motherwell's position on it Let's hear from the Motherwell manager talking about the game tomorrow You know, it is ferocious away from home at times You know, and especially European competitions It's the same when, when clubs come here um, They don't have that advantage So that's certainly certainly one thing they don't have over us What they, you know, advantages they have Obviously they don't have to travel like we travel And they've got players that are, you know, on a a financially different different level to us but you know as I say it was proven when we played Coleraine we had players that were you know seen as much better players and certain things even themselves out so perhaps the crowd is is one of those ways that it does even itself out and what I will tell you is we're not going with any kind of fear you know we, we're going with a game plan the boys believe and, and buy into absolutely everything we try and do that's a you know they're good boys they're good young players and they're like sponges they, they take everything on board so 
Yeah, we, you know, we quietly think we, we can go there and, and get a result. And why not? What have we got to lose? The level of opposition that Hapoel Beersheva have beaten in the last few years, Mark, is quite something. You know, household names, we are going back a few years, but, you know, Inter Milan, um, Dinamo Zagreb, Stoya Bucharest, I think Southampton as well. I remember that one. So they are uh, no mugs, which is a bit of a cliche. But if Motherwell are to cling on to, to anything, they go into it now in much more confidence than they would have a few weeks ago. And at this stage of European qualification, especially in these one-off ties, you, you, you do see shocks. If you look around the last few weeks, you see shocks. Yeah, um, you know, Motherwell would go there, I think, definitely as the as the underdogs. Um, Israel in general, not in a great place with, with, with COVID just now and, and different things too. So Motherwell in a bit of form, they'll feel good about themselves. Not a great journey uh, to get there. But um, I listen. Wouldn't rule Motherwell out going. I, I would say you know, I said Rangers fifty fifty. Um, I think for Motherwell probably seventy thirty. Um, but the way they've been playing, clean sheet up at Petardry, clean sheet the week before um, against St Johnson. The drama, the, the penalty shootout. Trevor Carson, what a great story as well. Uh, you know, you've got Trevor Carson coming back from from what he's come back from. Mark Gillespie as well getting a move to Newcastle. I know he's no mm-hmm. longer at. Motherwell and so just that, listen we're talking about goalies tonight so give a wee mention to the, the Motherwell goalkeeping coach Craig Hinchcliffe who does a fantastic job um, at that club to bring the goalkeepers Did you um, catch on. Trevor Carson on the show on Friday talking about the process for saving the penalties? I didn't know So he was I know you'll appreciate this so he was talking about he you know the, the goalie coach does the research and says this guy might put it that side he yep. might put it that side so um, I can't rem- I can't remember which side it was But let's for instance say that he went to his right I think it was on the first uh-huh, one right? Uh-huh. He then stood up and realised that he had hurt his shoulder So he had to go left on the next one right. And of course that was the right way and saved right. that And even though he had the sore shoulder thought Right now we need to go back the other way Something along So it was only a sore shoulder that made him go the right way the second time I just thought well, that was quite a good insight Some research on penalty shootouts What is the most common place where a goalkeeper will save a penalty? And the goal Most common place Goalies Low goalies right The spot one Is it Low to the right Is the most common Is that place. just because Most of them are right handed most, mo- most penalty kick takers Will be right footed And most of them Will go across Across Right okay. the, Into the keeper Reverse the it mm, right. Interesting so I like an that Interesting stat uh, Hugh thank you very much For calling us tonight That was Hugh A Motherwell fan From Lanark Right on the teaser You've got Schmeichel Krul uh, Ruddy and Bogdan The rest yeah. are tough uh, No I, I, I don't even know If he's played a Premier League hmm. game Down the road Boy that Aberdeen had in loan that moved from Liverpool to Leicester City. Danny no. Ward, no, no, Danny Ward. The minimum, the, the lowest number on here is twenty, twenty-one. Sorry, uh, English oh, Premier League appearances. Yeah, they are tough. Boiling. Yeah, they are. I'll tell you what. I'll give you some thinking time, and we'll get back to that. Aberdeen fans, your reaction to Scott McKenna leaving? We'll talk about him next. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. This is Scottish football's league leader, Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Mark Greedy and Hugh Keevens are here. This is one of the toughest full-time teasers we've had in a while. But I know Mark Greedy loves his goalkeepers, so we thought we'd put this one to him tonight. Hugh Keevens is just watching on, just thinking, what what have I got myself into tonight? I'm only here alone. Yeah, emergency loan uh, Speaking of which Name the 10 goalies With the most English Premier League appearances Who've played in Scotland But only on loan Casper Schmeichel Tim Krul John Ruddy Adam Bogdan Did you get any th- During the break? Yeah I think I've got three I didn't realise We were going so far back So now that you've You've given me more dates Then I can get Tony Warner Liverpool To 
Celtic yes. October November 98 Yeah Kieran Gallagher Said that one So did Peter Gray A few others as well Sorry uh, if I didn't Get to you all Thomas Myra Everton to Rangers During Walter Smith's time Maybe 95, 96 Yes well done John McCafferty um, And match worn Player issue shirts On there Got that as well And then one on loan To Airdrie I'm Ooh. sure it was Gordon McQueen That signed him You know back to the late Late 80s Right From Man United Right And I think he ended up Playing for Man United In the new Camp Against Barcelona Jeez. When the three foreigner rule Was in And I think Man U might have left out Peter Schmeichel Because it was that. Anyway Long story short Gary Walsh Gary Walsh That is That's the best answer yet I would say Stephen Kennedy tweeted in To say Gary Woods And I'm just going to give Stephen the benefit of the doubt And pretend that that's what he meant Because um, Gary Woods isn't on it But Gary Walsh is Now I must admit Thereafter The three that you've got left oh, Brutal Really really brutal If you get them I'll be Amazed You need to give us the clubs That they were, the, the Scottish clubs That were on loan at Dunfermline okay. In the late 80s Right Aberdeen, 90 Okay And St Johnson, 2001 St Johnson, 2000 Really, really tough But they've played a decent number of times In the English Premier League, these guys I'll leave it with you Let's hear from uh, Derek McInnes, shall we? It's been a big day for Aberdeen um, The confirmed sale of Scott McKenna To Nottingham Forest Here's what his previous manager now had to say Things um, aren't getting any better anytime soon at the minute so we're all having to knuckle down and, and uh, do what we need to do and the club has obviously been under a bit of pressure financially um, and we've tried to deal with it the best way we can uh, so any money's money coming in is obviously welcome. It was a significant offer in the current climate one that we, we all under, understood that it was difficult for the club to reject but there's also a, the player element part of it as well you know. Um, I think there's only so many times we can deny Scott the opportunity and I think as a club we've we've all recognised that. Um, so Scott gets his move, Forrest get a very good player and we get some much needed funds. The consequence of the pandemic will be that clubs will need to sell their prized assets. Uh, Alfredo Morelos, if big money offer come in, Rangers would, I guess, have to sell them. Well, they knocked one bid back. Yeah, but there'll, there'll come a level of money. It would be... Silly to knock back um, If somebody came in with mad money For Odson Edward Celtic need to think about it The Rangers and Celtic are not immune To the pandemic They are shelling out big money In wages They are getting nothing back In terms of income and What about Scott McKenna specifically Mark yeah. Yeah, yeah, That is one side of it And Derek McKenna said it But at the same time It's not like Aberdeen have panicked into selling him here no. it's, it's a club record fee yeah. And he also mentions Which is, is worth acknowledging There becomes a point Where you have to do right by the player That's yeah. a player who's now had to sit there And worry about whether a move will ever come yeah. After getting denied the chance to go and I don't know Times his wage by 5, 6, maybe to, to 10 Villa, um, To Villa a, injury, I think, not a few years ago so. After that. so look, everybody's a winner you, You've got to credit Aberdeen For nurturing the player Handling them the right way Let's not forget He was put out on loan I think to United mm-hmm. Early on So Derek McInnes And Tony Docherty And the staff Have managed them properly uh, They've then reared them Into a Scotland player Into a guy that was Looking at 6-7 million quid They were knocking back Two years ago They've now accepted three Which in the current market Current circumstances Is excellent money And it's also Much needed money To Aberdeen That'll make sure that They don't have any problems For the next year Or 18 months 
I'm sure the add-ons will be like if Nottingham Forest are promoted, you get an extra million quid appearances and so on. Yeah. They get an extra, you know, two hundred and fifty grand at a time. That kind of thing. So it's a good move for Aberdeen. And Derek's right; you can't have an unhappy player there. The mm-hmm. boy's been fair. He's knuckled down. He's disappointed. He missed out on one or two moves, but he didn't throw the toys out the pram. Became a Scotland player, one of the first picks for for Steve Clark. Sixteen and he caps he's got now. Yeah, uh, and no, yeah. this isn't meant to be critical of of Scott McKenna. I just didn't think it was that many till yeah. till I read it earlier. So, Captain, you know, he's, 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 under he's a, a proper Scotland international now, and that's reflected yeah, in the fee he, as well. Yes, so good luck to him. And the boy, you know, whatever, will have timed his wages by by four or five times um, overnight, if not more. Aberdeen get money. Dave Cormack will be delighted. Derek disappointed to lose a player, but he knows it's time. To let him go So no it's it's good all round It's not ideal Hugh Clearly um, no. That the financial impact of, of the pandemic As you mentioned But it's interesting That maybe the market In terms of transfers Isn't quite playing out The way people Thought it would Because in the midst of this Motherwell have smashed Their record transfer fee uh-huh. Aberdeen have beaten theirs If someone was Seriously interested In Odson Edward I'm no doubt That, that Celtic would beat theirs if it, similar with, with Morelos and Kent The figures that are being spoken about yeah. Rangers would smash there So there, there are still healthy bids Coming in for our players in general And that, that's encouraging Well if neither Celtic nor Rangers Qualify for the group stage Of the Europa League The loss of revenue Becomes even more significant And the only way You can combat the pandemic And the financial mayhem it's caused Is to make the best of your resources and if you can make huge money from a Morelos or an Edward, you have to do it. Right, three more on the teaser. Anything, anything at no, all? I'd, I'd need, I'd need more. Clues, as in, who, who did they come from down the road, or who have they played? You know, whatever. Right, the one. Let, let, let's start from the top. The one who's got the most. This guy's got 119 English Premier League appearances. Right. He came to Dunfermline in the late 80s, and he's played for Wimbledon and Spurs down the road. Oh, oh no, it's not because I was going to say Tony Parks, but nope. it's not. Um, he was full cut And that was permanent um, His first name's kind of like Something that's really important For goalkeepers Oh Hans Seegers <laughs> Hans Seegers uh, That was my best attempt At a cryptic <laughs> clue uh, Right what about this one Aberdeen in 1990 And he played for Blackburn Down the road Oh Yes Yeah. What's initials? <laughs> BM. I think I'll need to put out your misery on these two. Bobby Mims. Oh, oh. Bobby Mims. He's a brilliant goalkeeper. Bobby Mims. And the last one, St Johnson. They played for Arsenal and Middlesbrough, amongst others, down the road. Such a nondescript name as well. I can't even. A British? Yeah. AM. Oh, uh, Andrew Marriott. No. Um, no. Alan. Alan Miller Alan Miller We got there in the end Hugh thank you for coming We'll speak to you again Later in the week Barry Wilkins is up next And we'll do it all again Tomorrow at 6